Hello, and welcome to this World Refugee Day 2021. I am very excited to celebrate this important day with you all together with our refugees and asylum seekers in Hong Kong and all over the world. My name is Roy Njuabe, I head of the Refugee Opportunity and Development Program at the Branches of Hope. And I'm very honored to share with you this message today. It's a day that was set aside by United Nations to commemorate the strength and resilience of refugees. And this year, the theme for the United Nations is that we should, we should consider the power of inclusion. The power of inclusion. That is to include refugees and asylum seekers into our health system, in our education system, as well as our sport system. Here at Branches of Hope and the Vine, we join this global celebration with the theme, Home Together. The video you just watched, if we remove the title, Refugee out of KK, he's just like any one of us. Going his normal day, take the kid to school, cook for the children at home, as well as trying to make Hong Kong a very beautiful home for everyone. Whenever I think of the word home, it often draws me back to my childhood memories. I am home. That's a common word for my dad when he come back from work. And we all rush to him and said, hello, daddy. Welcome back home. Me and my sibling were very excited to see daddy every time at home after work. And today is Father's Day as well. I remember my father too. He passed away a long, long time ago. And we all want to honor the, the refugees, fathers in this hall and also all over the world who has to take care of their children even though they don't have the right to work. You can work, but you have to take care of your little ones. Whenever we picture home, we often have this perception that, oh, for example, the vine is my home church. I am going home for holiday. I'm going home after work. Hello, bye, everyone. Bye, my colleagues. I'm going home. It's, the day is done. Home can be that very wonderful place that we have this special connection to. To some of us, this place can be a very with good and fresh memories. And to others, home can be a very bad place to be. And I'm sure we all strive to make home a very good place to be. Every society is striving to create that beautiful space with good memories. Every society wants to create a special home for themselves, to make it remarkable, comfortable, culturally unique, with some special people inside. People, they want to invite people that will come on with wealth to make it, you know, very rich place. They want to invite people who come on with some kind of positive vibe, positive energy and some values. They want to invite people that will come in with all the good things that they could ever list in their lives. And so, they often select those that they want to be in their home space. And with our current world system, refugees are often considered towards the bottom of the list of those that we want them to be in our home. 
The majority of countries these days don't want refugees. They often push them away like rejected stones that the builder don't want. The process to find a home for refugees is not easy at all. It comes with a lot of rejections and pains and sacrifices. Sometimes when the refugees are struggling to find a home, it could lead them to death. Without a choice, refugees had to flee a broken and unstable home in search for a new and peaceful home. And on this journey, they are often stuck between a broken home and an unknown home. Life could be very confusing when you are between, especially when you don't have the right at that temporal home. I want us to move into our Bible to get some biblical narrative of what to be in a temporal home looks like. The Bible is full with so many stories about people who are searching for a new home while they're at a temporal space. And one of these stories about the Israelites, when they flee from Egypt, God promised them a permanent home, the promised land. The land was a geographical location that God the Father swore to his chosen people. The descendants of Abraham in the book of Genesis 15, you can go and read that there. The Israelites were on a journey from a painful, unstable home to a peaceful and stable one. And on this journey, they were trapped in between, and they had to live in multiple, several locations temporarily. As the book of Exodus, we're going to highlight for us how this temporal home was like. In Exodus chapter 13, verse 20, it reads, After leaving Sokoth, they camped at Ethan on the edge of the desert. Exodus 14, 2, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites, to turn back and encamped near Pihahiroth, between the Magdol and the sea. They are to come to encamp by the sea directly opposite Belzevon. This biblical narrative, we understand that God commanded the Israelites to move from one place to another. Isn't that frustrating? You have to carry your kids your animals, everything, you move from one place to another. The Israelites also find it so difficult to take care of themselves. The experience living in this temporal home was so hard for the Israelites. They have to move from one place to another. And they could not even feed themselves. They had to depend on God from manners from heaven, where they were so frustrated, so angry, so confused, that they cried out to Moses and said, if only we could have died by the Lord's hands in Egypt, there we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Confusion in a temporal home without a right must be very frustrating. For the refugees, they were great people in their countries. Businessmen and women, teachers, nurses, veterinarians, farmers, engineers, pharmacists, doctors. But in Hong Kong, they had to depend on others to survive. They had to tell them where to buy food, that particular shop. 
You have to tell them how much money you're going to use for food each week or each month. When you are stuck in between at a temporal place without the opportunity to care for yourself, like the refugees who lack the right to work in the city, but you are forced to build a community, if you don't feel that, you want to be in a place where you have a sense of belonging. You want to be in a place where you are under control of what you can do. If you don't have this sense of belonging, you become frustrated, and sometimes you start to develop certain kind of mental challenges within yourself. The frustration in a temporal home are so deep that the Israelites could not see the fruit in the promised land, but the giant. The frustration was so deep that they were afraid to even move forward. They wanted to go back. For the refugees, sometimes this frustration can, so, can go so deep that they could not even see the talent in them, but the pain of depending on others for survival. When people are stuck in temporal home, they could be very frustrated, especially when the process is very slow. 40 years in a desert. Oh, very slow. The refugees are here for how many years? Decades. Some of them 10 and 15 years. And the process is very slow. They wait for so long to know whether they have been accepted or rejected before they can move on to a permanent home in the future. Sometimes the cases can take so long for it to be processed and they don't know what to do. And that waiting time, some of them will feel like, can I just go back home and face the persecution? Or should I wait to move to a temporal place or to a permanent place somewhere in a third country? Just imagine during this season. I want to bring us to your own context right now. Imagine during this COVID season, how many people have been unable to go to their home country to visit their family members. At the beginning of the pandemic, it was okay. You thought, oh, okay, the virus just disappeared after one month or two months. Maybe three months, it'll be fine, I can travel. But then it takes months and then years, and then you don't even know when you're going to stop. You started feeling anxiety and frustrated because you cannot travel to your home country to visit your families and your friends. You're afraid to travel because of travel restrictions and quarantine or maybe be infected by the virus. Just imagine how frustrated you are in this season and try to imagine how refugees and asylum seekers can be frustrated living in a, in a temporal place for a very, very long time. The refugees are struggling to live, the, to, to live with the reality that they cannot travel back to their home country. This reality contributed to the anxiety Sleepless night, frustration, confusion in life, whether to press on to try to move to the permanent space or to stay or to go back and face all the human rights abuses in their home country. By understanding the pain and frustration and anger of the Israelites, we can start to understand how refugees and asylum seekers are struggling living in a temporal place. Now the question is, why Hong Kong a temporal place for the refugees and asylum seekers? Well, the Hong Kong is not a signatory of the 1951 Geneva Convention relating to the status of refugees. 
Therefore, the Hong Kong government have a very firm and strong policy not to grant asylum, which means a refugee or an asylum seeker in this city is temporal. They have no path to become citizen in Hong Kong. So it means that if they are granted asylum, they will remain asylum or a refugee for the rest of their life once they live in Hong Kong. They have just two options. When your country is better, you go back. Or you have another option for a third country, you can move on. So what can we do when we live with people who are temporal in our city? The truth is, we cannot change the situation being, we cannot change the policy of making Hong Kong a permanent home for refugees. That is in the hands of the authority. But there's something we can do. We can do something very special for our refugees. We could make this temporary home a very comfortable place, a joyful place to stay with good memories. We could open up opportunity for our refugees to enjoy our culture, our society, our spiritual family. We could make this temporary home a better place for both the refugees and our children and our families. With wisdom, we can work together to build a loving, caring home for our refugees and ourselves. Proverbs 24, verse 3 to 4 mentioned that by wisdom, a house is built. And through understanding, it is established. Through knowledge, rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasure. In my father's house, there is a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Now, when we sing that song, you can understand that in the house of God, there is a place for everyone. And how often do we create space in our own home for others? How often do we consider ourselves as that brother and sister that want to create a place, even though it's temporal, how do we create that space for our refugees and asylum seekers? Each person comes here with a treasure, with a want to contribute to the society. This treasure could be as simple as a culture to share with you. When we talk about treasure, it's not about a bag of money or somebody coming with millions of dollars to invest in your country. It's not about bringing all the wealth and all the beautiful things. It might be as simple as a culture to share with you. Maybe a simple talent to contribute. Maybe an experience that could, that it could share with you and it will inspire you to think something beautiful. We need knowledge to be able to make this treasure and this value an integral part of our community. Some of our refugees who were here have been, you know, have been resettled to a third country. Part of the work of BOH is to help refugees find a better place, a stable place, a permanent home, that promised land. Because we know they're living in this country, in this very city, temporarily. And there's no way that will change anytime soon. That anxiety is there. That fear is there. So we want them to move on to a third country where they can have a stable life, where they can contribute to the development of those countries. And today, I would love to share with you a short video about one of our refugees who went to Canada. He was here for more than a decade, struggling, and he was rejected by the, by the immigration system, but he was accepted in Canada. Two, two countries, same story. 
same situation, two countries. This one say, no, I don't need, your story is not correct. This one say, oh, come on, your story is correct. But anyway, let's see what this guy, how he's contributing right now in Canada. Let's watch this short video, and I will come back in a second. Parce qu'il y a des meilleurs que nous, que nous construisons. Euh, voilà le premier immeuble, le deuxième en bas là-bas. Euh, le troisième est derrière. Le troisième est derrière là-bas. Donc, donc c'est un peu ça quoi. C'est en train de partir comme ça à mon poste. Allô he was a refugee in Hong Kong. Now he's building homes in Canada that are going to sell to Canadians to live in. Isn't that a beautiful way that we could all work together to build our society? According to United Nations this year, the power of inclusion means when we learn together, we build a stronger community. When we get the care that we all need, we heal together. When we play as a team, we shine together. And as followers of Christ, I want to add these few words to that list. When we love each other, we live together. When we worship together, we build a stronger faith community. When we work together, we build a beautiful and harmonious society. Whether we live here temporarily or permanently, you all have something to contribute to make this home a beautiful place. At Banks of Hope, the road program is what we are trying to do every day, to create this learning home for our refugees when they are here, want them to learn something, and also to create a caring home for our refugees. All what you are doing and all what we are doing together here is to make this space a little bit caring for our refugees. Our um, a secret angel program that you, what you guys all supported goes toward helping our refugee find a home that they could live into peacefully. We want our place to be a loving home as well as a faithful home. Our Arise community have been sharing the gospel to hundreds of refugees. Some of them came here, they are non-Christians, but they found faith right here in our Arise community. We equip many of our refugees who are now seminary students, pastors, church leaders, prison ministers, community leaders. You guys name it. Because we created this, temp this temp temporal home for them to learn and experience love. Whatever we teach our asylum seekers or we share with them, the truth is that when they leave Hong Kong, they will not carry this temporal home with them, but they will take alongside the faith that was developed, the knowledge gained, the friendship that they built will all last with them for a lifetime. They will remember your love, your care, and your compassion towards them and give glory to God. Each one of you 
have played a very important role in the lives of our refugees. And that is what we are celebrating here today. And I would like to invite two people who will come on stage right now with me to share with you guys how they have been contributing to make this home a very wonderful place for everyone. One of them is living here temporarily, and the other, Hong Kong is a permanent home. But they believe that we all working together, we can make this home a beautiful place. So let me like to invite to you Mr. Nas and Mr. Benson. Please, can we all welcome them together on stage? Wow, I'm really excited to meet these two gentlemen. They have really been part of our community for a very long time. And I'll just dive into the discussion that we have today, and I really want you guys to share with our congregation, and also for those who are watching online, to understand how impactful this journey might be to everyone. I'm going to start with you, Mr. Nas. I know that you've been here for quite some times now, and you believe that, and you still hold that notion that Hong Kong is a temporal home for you. But can you show a little bit about yourself and how do you see this temporal space that you are living in in Hong Kong right now? Uh, my name is Nasr. I'm from Egypt. Uh, I have been here five years. Uh, I came in uh, 2016. Uh, really, I learned from my life that uh, I uh, learned how to be in love with where I live because this is very important. Uh, if I uh, feel negative feeling like frustration or depressed or disappointed, what I can benefit, what I can gain, I can change my situation. But if I treat with these difficulties, these obstacles stand on my way uh, with the mentality of courage and, uh, and uh, determination, I can overcome all these uh, challenges. I can, I can do something positive in my life. Uh, so I know that when I come here, I will face many difficulties, like different language, uh, like tradition, like uh, uh, mentality of people here is different. Uh, I came also from a different country. But I decide to overcome all these things. I decide to do something positive in my community. Thank you. Wow, thank you. Can we all give a very good hand for this beautiful word that we've heard from Mr. Nas here? And I, I will now turn to Benson. I know that you've really engaged a lot with um, the refugee program at Branches of Hope and other, other organizations in Hong Kong. Maybe you give us some kind of little bit about yourself and also how do you see um, this permanent home, because Hong Kong is your home, and how do you engage with other people in this permanent home that you have in, okay, that you live you. in? Hello, good, uh, good morning, everyone. This is uh, I'm Benson. So I was born and raised in Hong Kong, and then I uh, pursued my uh, higher education in the United Kingdom. So after spending 10 years in the UK, Singapore, I finally came back to my home <laughs> in uh, 2011. So uh, to me, um, you know, luckily I was involved um, in the um, Branches of Hope uh, Chinese tuition class um, to the, uh, and uh, Nas son is one of my students. Mm. A very smart kid, very brilliant. I can see the future of, um, of Nas kid. And um, I, I think, I, I think in, in Hong Kong, I'm always, you know, very care. And I feel that in Hong Kong, uh, there's a lot of mis misconceptions about the refugees community in Hong Kong. Mm. And I feel that they're under-resourced. So that's why I hope to be part of the um, advocator or the one who can help mm. this community to be, uh, you know, to, to, to give them support, to give them, you know, emotional. Sometimes, I think apart from financial support, mm. they also need some emotional support as well. And I think that having that, you know, companion, uh, companionship, um, 
role, mm. I feel that I can add some value to this community in Hong Kong. Wow, thank you so much. Can we all give a very good hand to me? That is brilliant. You know, coming to our center, you know, teaching our refugees, and that is so lovely. Thank you for doing that for the refugees um, in Hong Kong. And so, Nas, I'll come back to you again. I know that you've been here for like five years, and you know, and you know, you, you've been doing a lot of things in Hong Kong that maybe we don't even know about. You know, maybe you've been engaging, you know, trying to share your culture. Can you give us a little bit about how you've been contributing in Hong Kong? Though in your mind, okay, I'm living here temporarily, I have to leave someday, but you still have that courage and that strength to keep on contributing in Hong Kong society. Can you give us a little bit about that? Uh, yes, before uh, COVID-19 pandemic, I have been teaching uh, some Chinese uh, group, uh, Arabic. Uh, these people who intend to travel to the Middle East to work as missionaries and social workers, uh, and also, I made some presentation in some churches and some secondary school to explain the Hong Kong and explain to the Hong Kong people and students a lot of uh, the situation of refugees. Because uh, actually, most of, uh, of Hong Kong people don't know the situation of refugees uh, very well. Right. Uh, some of them don't know that we are not allowed to work. Uh, some of them think that we have an account bank. Mm. Yes, some of them uh, told me one time, do you have account bank? I can give you uh, money. I can put in your account bank. I told them, no, it's not allowed for us. It's not allowed to work here. Mm. Uh, but uh, I think that you have to be positive in your community. I, I try to help uh, my community, my Egyptian people, uh, I, uh, who come newly here, he don't know, who don't know anything about Hong Kong, I try to go with them to the governor building. I try to translate for them. I try to tell them about the procedures they have to do. Uh, so you have to be effective. If you, if, you, if you are being effective in your community, I think you will be effective also in the society. Wow, Thank that's you. great. One more time again, let's hear from Nas. Thank you very much for all what you are doing to the community in Hong Kong. And I'll come back to you, Mr. Benson. I know that you, know, you may have done a lot of things already. Maybe you can really share with the, with the church and also those who are watching online, you know, in the whole Hong Kong community, what you have been doing to care for this community. Okay, thank you. So I think since, uh, since March this year, so I've, um, I'm one of the tutors um, in the branches of Hope, so teaching kids um, Chinese, and of course sometimes more, more than about Chinese, okay, about having fun with them, you know, playing games with them. So I go every week, so every weekend, so once, uh, once a week, wow. for about two, uh, one to two hours a week. So I'm looking forward to continue this uh, commitment, and I feel that um, this is something that is really, have hands-on experience to really understand them, because I think, um, in Hong Kong, a lot of people will be helping through donations, but I feel that it's more impactful to really, you know, have a chance to like interact with, let's say, us, his kids, really understand how what is the challenges, and I think through the interactions we can give them hope, you know, we can give them caring, and that that is something that can't, money can't really, you know, can't re can't revive that kind of like a, you know, caring. So. So I, I encourage everyone, you know, if you have time, uh, do volunteer with Branches of Hope. And I'm sure that there are also organizations in Hong Kong that do helping refugees. So I hope that everyone can, you know, everyone can play a part, no matter how big, how small. And I really hope that to continue being part of this um, community to, to help the refugees in Hong Kong. 
Wonderful. Well, let's hear one more time for thank you very much. That's really awesome. Now, um, I just want you guys to listen to them. One each, we're going to have one, one minute just to, you know, just, just look at the camera, also the community, those who are listening at home and those who are here with us today. And just tell them in one minute what is on your heart to see how to build, you know, a home together. Uh, first of all, I would like to thank uh, Viney Church and uh, thank the Branch of Hope and also thank Secret Angels, who support a lot of refugees here. Uh, and also, I, I would like to tell you that diversity and uh, difference uh, can create a good climate for showing talents and skills uh, that can benefit the, the society we, uh, with, in which we live. Uh, this is very important if you, if you support refugees here, if you give them motivation, if you give them love, they can get out uh, their skills from inside and this will, uh, will benefit the society in Hong Kong. Uh, I would like you to give them more love, uh, more respect and also more motivation and encouragement. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's, that's wonderful. Uh, I'm just feeling like so glad to hear this. So, Mr. Benson, maybe what would be your own last word <laughs> to the Hong Kong people and for those who are watching online and those who are in here today? Yes. Um, for, for me, I feel that, uh, first, first of all, thanks, uh, Branches of Hope. I think they're doing so much amazing initiative, very practical. I can really feel it as a participant. So to those uh, who live in Hong Kong, I think, first of all, don't label refugees. As I mentioned, there's a lot of value added to the community. They can benefit us as well. So don't label them, try to understand them through your own researchers, speak to them, work with them, you know, be friends with them. Uh, secondly, I think um, try to, you know, of course, volunteering. And, and sometimes re remember small gestures make a difference. Small gestures in, you know, um, in a handshake, having a smile, just to greet, you know, greet them. Just little things, right? You know, don't, don't ignore them. You know, try to be friends, smile. I think that can give them the sense of, you know, sense of belongings and, you know, welcoming in, in Hong Kong, I think. All in all, I hope that um, everyone can, you know, together, we can make Hong Kong a much more inclusive society for all our, you know, refugees community here in Hong Kong. Thank you. Wow, let's all give a very big hand. Thank you guys very much, please. Thank you, and thank you again. Wow, this really moves us, all of us. Hong Kong might be a permanent home to some of us, and maybe to others, a temporal home. Whether permanent or temporal, we could all play our part to make Hong Kong society a very, main, a very important and beautiful place for everyone. We can all join our hands together to make this home a beautiful one to welcome and to care for the strangers. God understood what it takes to be in a temporal home, and he gave the Israelites this one commandment at the end of the day. He said to them in Leviticus 14, 34, the foreigners residing among you must be treated as your native born. Love them as you love yourself, for you were foreigners in Egypt. I, the Lord, you are God. God used the word native born. It reminded the Israelites to treat strangers as members of their family. It is our duties as followers of Christ to welcome our refugees as native born, even though it's for a period of time. As KK mentioned, as you saw KK video, you saw Chester, and you see Nas and Benson, all of them played their own role to make this Hong Kong, even though a temporal place, 
for some people or a permanent place for others to make it more inclusive and diverse. They have played their part. The question is, what is yours? Can we all pray together? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for being with us today. Your love and your care and compassion have drive deep in our heart, and we love to be together as a family. In your home, there is a place for everyone, big, small, young or old, refugee or non-refugee. And here in Hong Kong, we want to create that space for everyone, that we can all live together in harmony, love, joy, and peace. And with that, O oh Lord, speak to us individually, that we could do what you've called us to do. We pray in Jesus' name. Can we all say...